It is Friday, May 5th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan, along for the ride on Cinco de Mayo. What are you doing to celebrate? You know what I'm doing. I'm firing up the grill, putting a tri-tip on, cutting that thing up, and make some dang good tri-tip tacos tonight, man, to celebrate uh, Mexican Independence Day. Very nice. Uh, I'll be at Brady's playoff game. But speaking, if you're hungry, I am donning the hat of a team you used to represent, the Iron Pig. Didn't you play for the Iron Pigs? Uh, you know I did famously, yeah. Yeah, okay. So uh, the Phillies AAA team, this is their hoagie hat that they're going to wear for a series later this year. So we'll put it out on social media. I always take a picture with it. We'll send a link out with it as well if you're interested in getting it. It is mm, 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 tasty. Wait, hold on. I thought you were like going to like relate it to Cinco de Mayo. That didn't. No, that didn't relate. Just no, food okay. in general. Once you started saying uh, I'm going to make some tri-tip, now it got me thinking about the hoagie hat. Gotcha. So there you go. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. So I want to thank them very much for sending us one. And go get yourself one as uh, we continue to build your minor league hat collection. But we talk about Major League Baseball today, and a couple of great series are starting today, including the Dodgers and Padres. They tango for the first time in San Diego since last year when the Padres dispensed of the 111-win Dodgers in the divisional round of the playoffs. Now, San Diego, of course, might lead the league in swag. Have they also surpassed L.A. in ability as well? Uh, I do not think they've surpassed L.A. in ability, Chris, to answer your question. Now, do I think they can compete with the Dodgers during the regular season? Of course. Um, they've been able to show it. Usually when we talk about the Padres, we say, hey, that offense is getting going. We like what they can do there. They can play defensively as well. Starting pitching kind of scares us a little bit. But they just came off a series where they had three really good starts from their starters. If they can get that going, I think then that's kind of the recipe uh, to be able to to stack up with the Dodgers. Because the Dodgers, man, when you watch them, uh, they just have consistency throughout their lineup. It's like the bottom of the lineup is getting it done too. Now, they've had some injuries in the starting rotation, but they're starting to get a little bit healthier. They're starting to go there. I would still take the Dodgers starting pitching over uh, the Padres starting pitching. Dodgers bullpen hasn't exactly been great though. So I think maybe you can give the, you know, the nod to the Padres there. And then the offenses can be comparable at times. And that's especially if San Diego starts to like go, I think that's where they might even find an advantage. Uh, although the Dodgers are so good, man. So it's not me putting down the Padres <laughs> saying that they're, they haven't passed them yet. It's just the Dodgers are very good. Uh, so I guess my answer to that question is they're comparable at the least. Um, and I think in some areas they can be better than Dodgers as well. Way to tiptoe the answer. I that's one of the many reasons it's the I truth. love it. But okay, fine. By the way, the pitching matchups are phenomenal this weekend. Kershaw and Darvish tonight, May and Snell, Urias and Musgrove on the Sunday night baseball game. Uh, for me, I the answer is not yet, but by the end of the year, yes. And what okay. I mean by that is I think Peter Seidler is going to okay whatever deal comes A.J. Preller's way. Hold I on. No, really no, no, believe- no, 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 no. That's not the question, though, bro. You're asking me right now. Don't say down the road. Right. But my answer is no for right now. Okay. But by the end of the I said by the end of the year, yes. So okay. I actually took it a different direction. By No, that's not that's you tiptoeing. Not at all. No. In fact, <laughs> I'm making a bold prediction that the Padres are going to pull off some sort of mega deal for a pitcher. I don't know if that's a Shane Bieber or somebody else out there that could help them 
listen, the back end of their rotation is actually like Seth Lugo has pitched great for them this year. But I think that if they want to get to where they want to get, let's remember last year in the playoffs against Philly, they jump out to a three nothing lead in a huge game in Philadelphia. Clevenger doesn't get an out. Sean Manaya can't get anybody out. They're going to have to strengthen the back end of that rotation if they want to take it a step further this year and make the World Series. Here's the good news for the Padres. They're what I think they're two games over 500. And the top three of their order, Tatis just got back. He's starting to do it a little bit better. Soto finally is starting to figure it out over the last week. And Machado, he doesn't look healthy to me. He doesn't look entirely healthy. Some of his swings have been a little weird. Just something I'm kind of keeping my eye on. But Soto, during his six-game hitting streak, nine for 20, five extra base hits, eight ribs, nine walks. That's the Juan Soto we see. If they can get that top part clicking, look out. I mean, Matt Carpenter and Nelson Cruz have certainly helped out that offense. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they brought have. in debt pieces. We love debt pieces. We need that. The Dodgers have always had that. I think it was very smart for the Padres to bring those guys in, and they've held them. Yeah, you said two games over 500, kept them afloat. I could see this team absolutely clicking offensively at some point, just totally. going on an absolute tear. No doubt about it. It's just that the Dodgers are the Dodgers, are the Dodgers, are the Dodgers, man. I know. It's I know. Crazy. I know. And that that's what will make it fun. And this weekend in San Diego, that place is going to be jumping, dude. Yes. God, it's going to be awesome. Yes. Yes. Uh, let's head from the NL West to the American League East, where the Rays and Yankees start a series in St. Pete tonight. They will have seven meetings in the next 10 games. Yankees are actually nine back in that division. How big a deal can an early May series really be? Oh, man, this is a tough one. I mean, it means something for sure. I mean, because you want to go toe-to-toe with the te- like the good teams in baseball. And uh, this is the Rays, obviously, right now are one of the best teams. I put Rays, a- uh, Braves, and Dodgers up there in my top tier. Yankees are definitely not there right now. Um, this is the part of the schedule for the Rays that we said, hey, it's going to be a gauntlet. You got the, you're starting with the Pirates. What did they do to the Pirates? Swept them. Now they're going having to play the Yankees, who, you know, won two or three from the Guardians in a kind of an interesting way. I don't think either of those teams are performing at full capacity right now. But look, yeah, I mean, I think it's a much bigger series for the Yankees than it is for the Rays. I think it's pretty obvious if the Rays come out and just beat them over these next, uh, like you said, the seven games, the next 10 days, and they put them down and they're 12 games back. That's... I don't want to say it's an insurmountable lead uh, to to chase after, but it, it, it certainly is going to be tough for them to go ahead and win that division if they're down that many games, even in May. They're not going to sweep the Yankees. I don't think that happens this weekend. Um, I look at the Rays' next 11 series. Listen to this, because you it's always tough. like talking about schedules. Two against the Yankees, one against the Mets, one against the Orioles, Milwaukee, Dodgers. Cubs, Red Sox, Twins, Rangers before they finally face the A's. That's 11 series where you're like, wow, a lot of good baseball teams you're playing. The good news for them, Tyler Glass now is starting his rehab assignment tonight down in Durham, our buddy from the Rose rotation. So who knows how soon before he comes back and fortifies that rotation. What are you, what are you smirking at? I'm looking at their roster resource page on Fangas. You think the Rays give and S-H-I-T about the teams they're playing. Look at this. First in OPS, first in runs, first in homers. That's their offense. 
first in ERA, first in Ks per nine, first in hits per nine, second in whips, second in homers per nine. That's their starters. Their bullpen, first in ERA, first in whip, first in hits per nine, second in homers per nine. They are, they're the best team in baseball right now. Mm. They don't care about schedule. They're saying we can win the game with our pitching. We can win the game with our offense. And oh yeah, our shortstop will just toss the ball up whenever he wants mm. to make the play. They are firing, dude. They don't care who they're playing. I, I understand it. I'm just saying there's a ton of interesting series. Right. Like when we start talking about new series that pop up on our schedule, we're like, oh, that is a fun one. Well, they've got a ton of fun ones in a row. It doesn't mean like, yeah. ooh, let's watch the, the Rays tumble. You know, what's yeah. their record right now through uh, 32 games? What are they, 26 and six? 26 and six. Okay. Once again, if they play 500 ball over the next 11 series, they are 20 games over 500. They have, we haven't seen a 32 game start like this since the 84 Tigers. That's before you were born. I am old enough to remember the 84 Tigers. I, I remember staying up late and watching my then Cleveland Indians try and play against the Tigers, and they were killing teams. I was like, nobody's going to beat this team. And guess what? They freaking waxed everyone and won the World Series in five games against the San Diego Padres. They were killing people. Now, I don't know if that's going to happen with, with Tampa. I mean, I don't even know if you still make them a favorite in the AL East, even though we're five or six weeks in. Would Do you? Tampa? Yeah. You're saying they're not the favorite in the AL East? But they're not. Listen, as great a start as they had, what isn't Baltimore next? What are they're they, four and a half, They're four and a half behind. Did you hear what I just read off, Chris? I, I understand that, but, the, but they're you first would in think everything. a team – I understand it, but do you understand when a team starts 26 and six, you'd figure they'd have a nine game lead over the second place team. It's half that amount. It's a great division. Okay. And they've been winning games. I can go to Baltimore, Boston, Toronto, and the Yankees and name faults, big faults. Even though the record says they're doing really well, there's faults with these teams. The Rays don't have one right now. So like, yeah, like the, these other teams, Baltimore needs starting pitching. We're about to talk about that in the next question. Like, they're not going to be able to continue this 21 and 10 with the starters they have. They're just not. That's, that's, the, that's the truth. So right. I think 100% that they are the favorites. At, I mean, at the very least, you say they're the favorites, Chris. I think it's a, I think it's a question that can be Who asked. is the favorite then? You would say Baltimore's up there with the Rays right now? No, I would make Tampa the favorite, but I have to think about it. When a team starts 26 and six, you'd usually be like, they're going to run. No, I can't say that. It's a four and a half game lead. Yeah, you're right. If they're in another division, you would be saying that. Right. But I can't say it in the American League East. All right. Before we talk about the Orioles, I want to talk to you about Bowman baseball. They have a history that dates back to 1948 when the first Bowman baseball card set was released following the end of World War II. It has become a favorite among contemporary collectors who focus on top prospects, offering the chance to have the first card on the next superstar. Like my man, Trevor Plouffe. He is definitely into the card game. Bowman Baseball, it's an inclusive product designed for every type of collector from beginnings to veterans. Offering top-rated prospects, rookies, vets, Bowman Baseball provides a fun and exciting product for everyone in the hobby. And each year, that's right, get a good look at that, each year, there's a new and exciting class of potential future Hall of Fame players. 
top prospects with first Bowman cards in the 2023 Bowman class include Drew Jones. Yes, Andrew's kid who went number two overall to the Diamondbacks in last year's draft. Jacob Berry, up-and-comer in the Marlins organization. Justin Crawford, that is Carl's kid. He is in the Phillies organization. Spencer Jones in the Yankees organization, the so-called left-handed Aaron Judge, and there's much, much more. So find the game's future stars in 2023 Bowman Baseball, available to your local hobby shops, retailers, and tops.com. What were you showing off? The, the glare kind of caught me. That was an Evan Longoria Bowman rookie card that he signed for me. <laughs> you know he's my favorite player. He signed it for you? Yeah, he brought that over in Arizona when we were in spring training last year, Ooh. along with a really nice bottle of wine. The guy is just absolutely show. Class. The best. He is class. That's oh, good. has that even come out yet? He's going to be on something else, too, with us. The 21-10 and 10 O's, who don't have enough pitching, according to Trevor Plouffe, face the 22-10 and, Bra- and 10 Braves tonight. More interesting team between those two moving forward. I'm, it's it's got to be the Orioles. I mean, we know the Braves, like what they have, what their roster is. We've talked about them forever. I mean, like they can hit the ball. They can play defense. They can pitch the ball. Like they have everything you need. I put them on my top tier with the, with the Rays and the Dodgers. We know about them. The Orioles, on the other hand, they just keep winning games and they're overcome. They're overcoming. Uh, I mean, a ho-hum starting pitching staff. They're able to do that. I think they're seven and two in one run games. Um, the offense is scoring when they need to. They can play really good defense. Uh, but I think the interesting part of them going forward will be how do you fix a starting rotation that's 23rd in whip, 25th in ERA, 27th in hits per nine. Like you're going to have to fix that at some point. And I don't know what they're going to have to do. Does that mean you're out in the trade market, getting rid of some of these prospects. Does that mean you're going to graduate some more people? I'm not super familiar with all the prospects they have other than the ones they've already brought up. Do they have more coming? Yeah, I think they do. Um, that's going to be the question of the season for the Orioles is what are we going to do about our starting pitching? Because clearly we have everything else on our roster to make a real serious run at this thing this year. Like they're going to have to make those tough decisions. And that to me is going to be the most interesting thing. Uh, one of the better storylines in baseball, I believe. Uh, I, I understand your thinking. Um, I do think they're fascinating. But shame on us for not talking about one of the more interesting players in baseball. And that's Ronald Acuna. Sure. I, I mean, I can't even freaking find my Braves hat in my collection. I don't know where it went. I don't know if, if Brady. We have Braves fatigue a little bit, Rosie. A little bit. I think that's probably fair, but we should not have Ronald Acuna fatigue because the guy can do it all. I mean, do you see what he's doing? He's second in the show in uh batting average. He is leading the league with 15 stolen bases. He has over a one dot OPS. He and Ozzy are one and two in total bases in baseball. They continue to mash. I mean, holy smokes, the Miami Marlins couldn't get them out of town fast enough. They're like, Jesus, I feel like we're playing slow-pitch softball with the way the ball's being launched over the fence. Either that or did the Braves trade for Stanton? Because he used to hit homers at an alarming rate in this ballpark like that. So uh, shame on us for not talking about Ronald Acuna again enough. If he does win the MVP, I'm telling you this. The Braves are going to have to renegotiate that contract. 
They're going to. They're going to have to. Why are you shaking your head? Why? They, I mean, why? They, Chris, they, they have this guy under control until 2028. Like, they don't yeah. have to do anything. And hey, in a perfect world where like everyone's happy and making money and doing all this stuff, which I guess the Braves probably it is kind of a perfect world if you're a Braves fan, but I, I'd like to see that happen. I just don't know why they would do it business wise. Guy's gonna make seventeen million dollars a year for the next five years. Oh my god. I mean, that's obviously very team friendly. We we know that. Oh, we know that, but like, this is the this is the business, dude. This is the I business. Like I don't like that. I don't like that. You know, I understand like that there's people in the chat that are saying, "Well, I don't see uh, you know Anthony Rendon lining up to give the Angels a running back, or Steven Strasburg doing it in Washington." I get it. I understand it. But man, when the Braves have handed out some nice deals to guys. And Ronald Acuna is doing what he's doing. They know they've got over on one. They know it. Okay, so this, is- so this would have been his free agent year. This would have been his year, uh, I believe, his last year with the Braves. If they just went year to year. Mm-hmm. He started in 2018. I say this all the time with these contracts. Like, Who's to say he would be the same player if he didn't have the guaranteed money? That takes a lot of pressure off you, dude. When you know that you're going to make this money no matter what, and it's it's a hundred million plus the options, so it's going to come out to 134 million dollars, right? Am I right about that? I think so. Something like that. Yeah, that sounds right. There's a level of of comfortability that you get from having that. So, like, sure, has he outperformed the contract 100? Uh, percent But I just don't know if it's like. A situation like the, like we knew that Salvador Perez deal had to get. That was a completely different thing. He was making like $1 million a year. Yeah. Yeah. Like that had to get overdone. Jose Altuve forced the hand there, but that was a different type of contract too. This is a $100 million deal. $17 million a year is, is still pretty good money. And I, I just don't, I just don't see it unless they add on top of it, unless they're going to extend him maybe. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they're going to do that either. Okay. You're right. They're they're not going to. They should. Throw some of that cash that you got. Just hey Ronald, just take some. You earn yeah. this. Good try on that. Good try on that. All right. Uh tonight, Red Sox, who've been swinging hot bats lately, just had a phenomenal homestand against Cleveland. They swept Toronto in a four-gamer. Now they're on the road. They're taking on the Phillies, which means First game at home for Bryce Harper since coming back from surgery. They have, according to The Athletic, already made an appeal to the league office to say, hey, let's give him some extra time before he steps foot in the box. Let's let everybody stand and cheer. Let him tip his cap because he came back so prematurely from Tommy John surgery. Sounds like that's going to happen. The other part of the equation is what's gone on with his elbow. We know that he has to wear a protective brace. In fact, when he got on base five times in L.A. the other day, he wore the protective brace four of the five times. But why not the fifth? Because he didn't have enough time to put it on. It got caught. There was some tugging. He didn't have time to work on it. 
the next hitter in line, actually, Nick Castellanos called and burned his time out at the beginning of his at bat to give Harper a little more time. Still couldn't do it. Still couldn't figure it out. Well, the Phillies have made a plea all the way up the baseball food chain, reportedly, according to The Athletic, to Commissioner Rob Manfred to say, please let him have a little more time to put this elbow brace on so he can fortify it when he's running the bases. Apparently, the league said no. And Rob Thompson, the manager of the Phillies, said that scared me a little bit. Really, they should amend the rule to a certain degree for anybody that has an issue. Just give them extra time, have a feel for it, so they're not going to injure themselves. Do you agree with the Phillies, or is the league right? I agree with the Phillies. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You're one of the game's superstars who brings so many eyeballs to the sport has just come back faster than anyone from Tommy John surgery because he wants to be in this game. He wants to entertain people. And you're not going to allow him an extra 10 seconds per game to put his freaking arm guard on? That's insane to me. And I said this on, on Talking Baseball. I was actually on the field with Paco Figueroa, who's an old friend of mine, who's the first base coach of the Phillies. And he was saying, like, we don't know what we're going to do. Like he, he's like, I'm going to have to wear this thing and then give it to him. And then we're going to have to, it's go, it's going to be tough for us to do it. He might have to stand on first base and not take a lead, you know, so we can get this thing on, which obviously you can't do. Cause what if the guy swings to the first pitch and you have to run all this stuff. So this is clearly like a one-off issue. Like you don't have to give this to everyone. There should be a process that you could go and say, Hey, we're going to need extra time for this. And then the league can review it and say, okay, and I think that is kind of what is happening. And the league said, no, why? What's the point, dude? Look, the pitch clock is here to stay. Like, it's been good. We all, Rob, we've been patting you on the back, dude. Like, I know you like the way that feels because usually you don't get that from baseball fans. We're patting you on the back. We're saying, good job. We like this. And now you can make an exception for one of the game's biggest stars. I'm going to stop patting you on the back right now. Like, you don't get any more pats from me, dude. Like, figure it out. We shouldn't have guys who are debuting after 10 years in the minor leagues get a little uh, infraction called on because he needs a little bit more time. Like, let these guys have a moment. Have some have some feel, bro. So are you saying that the league should treat its stars differently? Because I think, no, no. They should review it case by case. But yes, when it's it's not just Bryce Harper, if someone needs a little extra time because they're coming back faster than anyone has ever come back from Tommy John surgery, I think you should allow it. Yes. Well, and, not only and that. am I saying am I saying that they should treat Bryce Harper a little bit differently? Yes. And well, you know it too. I don't know about you, but we we just flew together to New Jersey recently, and the first thing they do is they call over the intercom system if you need a little extra time getting down the uh you know runway the jetway. Please take that time. Nobody complains. Nobody says boo. Like, we're all we're like, okay, fine. If it takes us a few extra minutes to push away, no problem. We're good. Now, here's the other thing. Bryce Harper's different. You He's are different. right. He is he is one of the few guys along there with Shohei Otani and Aaron Judge. And there's might be a few other ones that trickle through that change the complexion of the sport on social media and how it's covered and how it's talked about, you're damn right you changed the rules for him. 
And if it comes across your desk and you're Rob Manfred and it says Bryce Harper would like a few more minutes, please, to put on his elbow brace, you sign right now and you say, absolutely. In fact, I will walk the brace out to him tonight in Philadelphia to make sure he's comfortable. Because Jimmy Johnson, the Hall of Fame coach of the Dallas Cowboys, taught me this a long, long time ago. He was famous for cutting a backup linebacker named John Roper because he fell asleep in a team meeting. He cut him. We asked him the question, if that was Emmett Smith or Troy Aikman sleeping during the team meeting, what would have happened? He said, Chris, I would have walked up to him, tapped him on the shoulder and say, hey, Troy, you okay? Emmett, you, are you awake? He said, because you treat stars differently. So do it. He's one of the biggest names in the sport. Why the fuck are we worrying about how long it takes him to put on his surgically repaired elbow guard? I cannot believe this. And the fact that Manfred's name is put in this report would embarrass the shit out of me. I would be like, oh, my God, we're changing the rule today. I I was thinking that Manfred was going to go on this streak of like, doing things that people yeah. like because he like, yeah, the, the pitch clock has worked, dude. Like you're getting compliments. Don't you like it? Or maybe what's the word for that? Sadistic masochism. Maybe he oh, likes he's a, he's a masochist. Maybe oh, he likes people mad know. at I'm him. Go that far. I don't know, but I'm just kidding. But you know, they, come on, it, man. doesn't make any sense. He was on, he was on a great roll. You're right. With the pitch clock, I think most of us have enjoyed it. There's some tinkering that needs to be done, but most of us thumbs up. Then we heard about the new proposed rules that they're trying out in the Atlantic, which got a little weird. We were like, okay, slow your roll just a little bit. And now we hear this. It's too much. Too much. All right. Last thing before we go. Zach Eflin of the Rays, back on the mound. Uh, the umpires went up to him and said, hey, you've got to take your rubber wedding ring off. And he's like, what? He said, yeah, you got to take that thing off. He said, no, it really means a lot to me. Um, Other guys have let me have it. And they're like, no, you got to pull off or we're going to eject you. He's like, okay, I'll take it off. Do you think he won points with Mrs. Eflin based on that response? Of course he did. My goodness. I have my ring on right now too. Livia, what's up? Why did they make him take it off? What is that? What? Talk about having no feel. What are we doing, umpires? What are we doing? I have heard of this before. I have heard of this before where pitchers have been asked to remove their rubber. By the way, the metal ones I get. The rubber ones I don't. Why? I need an explanation. Of course, the umpires will not give it to us. No. I had a, how about this? I had an umpire in our youth game. And I'll go quickly because I know we got to go. They asked me if they wanted uh, one of the players to take off his arm sleeve. I'm like, no, the kid thinks he's cool wearing it. Let him wear it. What does it matter? Because I have feel, Chris. Apparently, we're just, this episode ended. You've got me mad now. People don't have feel. Please have some feel. (laughs) Hey, I asked Michelle. I said, would you love me more if that happened? I I played the soundbite for her from Eflin and all that. She's like, not really. I mean, doesn't do much. Well, she loves you so much already. There's not much left. Probably that's what she's kind of topped out. I think, you know, you can only fill the glass all the way to the top. Before it just starts filling over with stuff. Yeah. Uh, by the way, high school umpires, they'll make you take your chains off and everything. Ridiculous. Why? All right. 
Now I'm all fired up for the weekend. Listen, yeah, all fired up. And now I'm so fired up, I freaking forgot my second ad I had to read. Okay. okay. So I'm going to do that right now. Huh. Speaking yeah. of relationships with the, with the special lady in your life, if you're looking for a gift for Mother's Day because it's coming a week from Sunday, let Lightbox lab-grown diamonds do all the work because Lightbox makes lab-grown diamonds that you'll love with pricing you will understand. Everything from sparkly studs to brilliant necklaces, the umpires won't make her take this off. These gems will make her jaw drop. So whether it's for mama or your spouse, getting her a stunning stone from Lightbox lab-grown diamonds, that is a guaranteed W for her. So this year, forget about the perfume. Forget about the flowers. That stuff is cliche. You could become the MVP of Mother's Day with a gift that she'll never forget. Use the promo code BASEBALLTODAY10. You're going to save 10% off your purchase. So shop Lightbox Lab-Grown Diamonds. Use the code word BASEBALLTODAY10 for 10% off your purchase. Believe me, you'll win some points. You'll make her happy. And that's what it's all about. Week from Sunday, kitties. Yeah, get on it, people. Week from Sunday. You're right. For my man, Trevor Plouffe, and our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rowe, I am Chris Rose. Have a good, safe weekend. We will see you Monday on Baseball Today.